Welcome to the Queer Arabs Podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And we have a guest on who I'm super excited about. First off, I just want to say we have the same blood type and the same birthday. Whoa. And yeah. <laughs> Nadia's half birthday is our birthday. So I feel like this is a really so good group. So everyone just like is related to January 18th. In some yeah. way, yeah. yeah. And two of us are related to the same blood type. I don't know my blood Nadia's type. not sure of hers. But I should probably like figure yeah. that out at some point. Just so you know. Yeah. For this. Just for this. <laughs> so, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name's Netta. I'm 32. I live in Los Angeles. I'm Persian, born in Los Angeles, and my full-time job is a nurse practitioner. How's nurse life going do you want to describe well i mean okay like you know i was doing the covid testing but like you know i mean it's just with getting covid and and shit like it's just like it's unpredictable because like you know in the first wave it was like my coworkers were testing positive and i had more patients that were testing positive and so on but i feel like in the first wave you know there was more people because not only do i test covid people but i also just see my own patients during that time and I think that in the second wave, I feel like people are just getting lax about this shit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, in the first wave, I had a lot of people that were scared to come in the clinic. So I wasn't seeing it people in person as much. You know, I think I feel like this time around, it's like because COVID has become people's a part of people's lives now, they just are not scared of it as much. So I feel like people just kind of get lax on precautions. You know, with my job right now, I mean, I don't work in a hospital. I work in an out, you know, I just work outpatient. I do IUDs. I do implants. I do a lot of reproductive health stuff, prenatal care, you know, and we rely on people to be honest in the front. You know, have you had exposure? Have you had fever? Have you had all that? You basically rely on people to say to do the right thing and be honest. And many times they're not, you know, or they're just poor historians. Right. So, I mean, it's it's a part of the risk that comes with my job. So I have a few more days left because, um, you know, with healthcare providers, we usually come back after 10 days of quarantine, assuming we had no fever. Um, I had never had any fever because, you know, like our job is just in very like high demand right now. In my case, I'm going to go back to work. Assuming I feel fine, I'm going to go back on Friday. Even our quarantine, like, you know, guidelines get like kind of uh, changed for us because the system will collapse if everybody's just gone at the same time. So that's how it is right now. Luckily, I have a mild enough case where I'm just enjoying my time off. I had not had a vacation in maybe a year. You know, the nice <laughs> this part is the is- only way to get one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, it's funny when I... When I got tested, like, it was funny. Like, I mean, I didn't have symptoms at this time. But when I got tested, I was just like, I wish I'm positive so I could just not go to work. Like, I was God. just tired. And, <laughs> and then, like, I got positive. Uh, I was like, whoops. <laughs> um, that speaks I mean, it's volumes. Nice, yeah. yeah, that just speaks volumes about, like, the American work expectations the the expectations like it literally took a covid positive test to be like yeah okay i get it i get some time off like this wasn't the case with me when i got covid because like i don't know like it hit us hard enough to like it was not a fun vacation one and then like yeah i'd already been unemployed at that point but like when the pandemic started i was like ironically in a pandemic like my physical health is better than it has been in a while Mm. just (laughs) because of like the weird lifestyle yeah. Well, it forces you to slow around. down. Yeah. Yeah. And like sleep. And, and sleep. Sleep. Like sleep just more. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of eye-opening this year in that way. 
I, I remember you were saying that like that first day you were doing a full like pull workout and you were totally yeah, fine. like the same day that I tested myself because for us for us it was like on Monday um, I heard there was a co-worker that was exposed um, so I was just like okay I should just test myself even though two weeks prior I was negative I was just like okay I should test myself because like you know there's already a spike and I could be next and when I tested myself on Monday the rapid testing the antigen testing that's why I think you know the rapid test really has no utility right mm -hmm. because like in a clinic setting especially it just doesn't have utility because like you know I tested myself with the rapid because um, they were like okay well if there was a confirmed exposure we'd want to know right now if you're positive so we could just send you home so mine was negative so that's the saliva mm -hmm. testing and people even for me I was just like oh okay well I guess I'm good like it provides false reassurance but I also tested myself on the nasal swab to be absolutely sure and you know 24 hours later like I tested myself on Monday that Monday night I did a difficult pole workout like I mean I even learned a new trick like I really there was nothing <laughs> like I, <laughs> you know, I was doing a FaceTime lesson with my instructor and, you know, um, like I was doing upside down shit. Like I was, I was good, you know? Um, yeah. and then the next day, the next day, like, I just kind of felt like, you know, I noticed I was sneezing more, but I mean, I get allergies and shit. Like I, even from the cleaning agents and in, in work, like sometimes I'll just have sneezing fits, you know? And I had had that the night of. And, you know, Tuesday, uh, 24 hours after I took the test, they said I was positive. And, yeah, it, it feels really shitty when you already saw all these patients, mm -hmm. you know, like on Monday and Tuesday before they sent me home. So there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. You know, I mean, it's not like I had symptoms at that time. I wasn't coughing. I was wearing my mask and all that stuff. But it's just yeah. like you always wonder, like, what if? But then, you know, after a while, I was just like, fuck that. I'm not going to feel guilty because... You know, I'm doing my job in an environment where, like, they're not taking all the measures, you know, to protect people like me. And I'm in an environment where I'm relying on people to be honest in the front. And many times I have I have the evidence to show that they're not just from hospital records, like testing positive in the ER and then coming to us saying that they never had exposure. But then it's like they were positive, stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I just kind of like decided I was just like, okay, I already did the right thing by testing myself and this comes with the territory. And I was like, I'm not going to blame myself just for this because like nationwide, people are still going to weddings, people are still going to baby showers and stuff. I was just like, I'm not, I'm just, I just decided I'm not going to put that guilt on myself. Yeah, yeah. And you, you yeah. of all people have been put so at risk like this entire, yeah, like this whole year. Of all things that are like not essential to be doing that could be spreading COVID, like mm. you were doing like the most essential Thing. And the whole yeah. the whole reason I have my job right now, the whole reason I get paid hazard pay is because I'm here because I, we have to clean up this mess. Like, it's not, you know, I don't feel like it's a coincidence that, like, L.A. County has, like, one of the higher, um, it's a hot spot right now. And yeah. a lot of it is this population density. But, I mean, I look at people's Instagrams all the time. Mm -hmm. People are just not being responsible either. Mm -hmm. Okay, wait, I want to get more into poll stuff in a second, but... Mm -hmm. Just like while we're here, I just want sure. I just want to like clarify your professional opinion on the rapid test because I have had work stuff that's like had people like show your your negative rapid test before doing this thing, or um, people are like a lot of people are using um, rapid tests like for like confirmation mm -hmm. to travel. You think they're just like not relevant at all? I just feel like it doesn't have enough utility because first of all, rapid tests have a high risk first of all rapid tests are only useful in the event of identifying someone who's positive 
if you're positive on a rapid test, you're for sure positive. But okay. if you are negative, that doesn't tell me anything, you Not know, um, especially, right, especially because there's a high risk of false negatives um, with the rapid testing. I feel like the rapid tests, like, you know, also depends on which test you purchase because there are some brands that, you know, and again, I don't know enough about this. I just know that we can't verify what brand um, has the higher mm -hmm. sensitivity rate gotcha. than others, yeah. you know, but I feel like people rely on rapid testing and shit because they want that reassurance that like, you know, um, they can continue doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. If they test negative, if they test negative right then and there, okay, I can continue. I can be more lax. But rapid testing does not take into consideration when you were exposed, whether you're in the middle of an incubation period. For me, I'm hoping because, you know, like with with my significant other, he's negative as of now. We had spent the entire weekend prior to that and he, he's negative. So, I mean, in my case, it's like, OK, I was probably exposed before and my viral load was just not high enough. I'm depending on that right now so that he's not getting infected and all that. Yeah. But yeah, with that said, I feel like rapid testing just gives reassurance for people right then and there that they're fine just because they're negative. But again, I was negative too on my rapid testing and I'm actually positive, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. well, that's such a helpful and important reminder to everyone mm -hmm. listening. PSA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't go do shit just because of a negative test. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And as you said, at first you were totally asymptomatic too. So like, what if there are probably a lot of people who are asymptomatic and just not thinking of getting tested at all. So that's also a really good reminder. Mm -hmm. Not to rely on, oh, okay, I don't have any symptoms. So Yeah, and also, yeah, you know, people, really it's like, denial reminder. is strong too. Because even for me, I was just like, I was like, oh, it's allergies. And yeah, mm -hmm. and most of my yeah. symptoms are the same allergies that I get. But yeah. for some, but it's just like, for some people, more they just dismiss it as allergies. As I'm just like, you've never had allergies before then, before this though. So like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You suddenly have allergies around, you know, around a COVID spike? Like that's like, no. But as far as the poll, it's like, you know, um, I mean, I attempted even the spin the other day and it's just like my heart rate just spiked mm. way too quickly. I know I'm not out of shape, but it feels like, you know, with the fatigue, it makes me feel like I'm like, like I just have no exercise tolerance right now. Yeah. yeah. That was, um, that was like how my symptoms started. It was like all like muscle soreness and fatigue. Mm. And like, I didn't interpret that as sickness at all at first. I was just like, what did I do yesterday? Like, did I like Mm. work out really hard like I didn't think it was that hard but maybe I just like went harder than I thought I was going um yeah and then the rest came <laughs> yeah pouring in yeah um on that note Ooh. uh tell us how you started getting into pole oh um so I in August of last year like um you know my, my main sport is swimming okay so August of last year I had like you know a two mile race in in the ocean it's one that I do every year you know um yeah. But usually after, you know, after that one, I was like, you know what, I want to take a break from swimming for just a little bit. I'm going to try something else. And I had class pass at the time. Um, I looked up, I was just like, I want to see what's near me that I could do a free trial of. And, yeah. you know, there's a pole studio that showed up a mile and a half for me. And I was just like, okay, I want to try some ho shit. <laughs> like, you know, um, yeah. you know, because that's all I understood pole to be was ho shit, which is fine, you know, but yeah. I was just like, okay, well, you know, if it's only women that go to like the, the classes or whatever, and like I'm fine just trying it and you know I showed up like in my in my hijab as well because they do let men in the studio so I was just like okay whatever I'm just gonna keep it on in case mm -hmm. there was no men um in that class in particular but either way I showed up like 
in hijab all covered up and everything and i was expecting it just kind of like be the punchline like of the joke i was just like oh like you know this is like people are here to dance sexual and shit and like i'm just like in hijab like you know i was expecting to just not belong there and you know like i mean it was just the opposite experience like my instructor was like really welcoming and you know i kind of feel like you know of course there was exotic elements and stuff that she taught but it was like you know i mean i was very sore after that class like there was just so much more difficult stuff in pole that i didn't that i did not know exists until i tried it i didn't know about the like acrobatic elements to it the ballet and gymnastic type parts to it like i didn't know there's like 10 different categories of pole you know um so i mean i can so because that class was so welcoming and everybody there was really sweet like you know i just i just decided i wanted to keep coming back you know um i would go once a week at first and you know just with time like i just started to really love it because i kind of started to see that okay there is a place for me here it's you know whole shit is fine but i was like you know for my purposes as somebody who's you know who prefers not to like you know be like like sexual in a public setting and everything mm-hmm. i was like okay there there is something here for me so i mean i started investing more in like private lessons and stuff i started to see that's how i wanted to treat myself and like i just started to feel like there was like a a skill i didn't know i had that i was unlocking and my instructors would bring that out because like you know they like i said they're really body positive a lot of like a lot of the stuff in pole that you learn is learning how like just seeing what you're capable of accomplishing if you're just like patient with yourself and how you define what your progress is it's very different from what i was used to in swimming for example because with swimming like um you know you're 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 raised to just kind of chase after a goal um which is always going to be faster times it's always how much more you know yards you could fit in into a workout which is great but you know just the discipline is very different right. with pole it was like it was teaching me to slow down and it was teaching me you know like um what i'm capable of if i just take time to slow down and you know with time i was just like i was just like wow like i can do some really cool tricks i want to show them off and so i did on instagram and that's when i got harassed and that's when yeah. i got popular <laughs> that's how it goes yeah talk about your instagram like where can people follow you so my instagram ha- handle is like hijabi luscious and i and my friend suggested that because i was thinking hijabi licious but apparently that handle was taken and i'm like who the fuck took that handle like <laughs> Like, <laughs> what do they do? <laughs> um, what do they so, do? Yeah, what, look it up. Yeah. Did you look it up? I don't know. I need to look it up. Um, so I picked that one. <laughs> so I picked that one. And, like, um, at first, like, I didn't really get too much attention. But, you know, I did my first performance, like, last December. And that's when it got a lot of attention. I wasn't even doing anything that complex. Like, I just did, like, a few, like, spins because I was still – I was still a beginner at that time. Next thing I know, my shit's getting spread by like angry Egyptian men and angry like Chechen men and like, you know, like I just I I didn't know what to do with it. And so, you know, suddenly I would just get like all these angry messages like in Russian in my like <laughs> in my <laughs> in my comments, like all these other like Muslims from you know countries that were formerly part of the Soviet Union like <laughs> I'm just like you know and there'd be actual Russians getting in the fights with them and everything like it just all this shit just <laughs> broke out like <laughs> like there was Russians that were commenting 
under what the Chechens would like be saying in my videos, calling me a whore and all that. And then these like yeah. Russians would be like, this is why no one likes Chechens. Like you talk like this, you know? <laughs> and you're like, I'm so, just, like, you're like, I'm just doing something I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like all with this? all this drama. Yeah. And, and at that time, I didn't know that there's like stuff that I could do to restrict comments. Like I didn't know that like, you know, I could restrict comments to people who follow me only to yeah. weed out the people that just will call me a whore for anything. You know, yeah. but with that said, it just got a lot of attention because of how much my videos were getting, like, trafficked and shit. So next thing I know, it's like I had thousands of followers and yeah. stuff. I had a lot of hate mail initially, too. But, like, the more hate mail that I got, like, the more attention I'd be getting as well. So, like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for any of this. So I was like, <laughs> that, I wasn't I, I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing this escalate. I, I was yeah. just, like, watching, like damn what's going on yeah yeah you know um so yeah like I just I so you know with my Instagram I just kind of learned with time that like you know I can't I mean it kind of teaches you a lot about just people projecting and you mm -hmm. know when to respond when not to respond like yeah you know um when you see shit and realize it's not your problem you just block like I was blocking people left and right you know um because I was like, I didn't sign up for this to get famous or anything. So, but I mean, with time, I got the right audience. Like with the hate mail, I also got a lot of support. I got a lot of like messages from like other Muslim women in like their own countries, like saying they didn't think someone um, like me could exist and be public about it and mm -hmm. everything. Like, you know, there's other pollers that are like Muslim, but they're scared to like ever be public about it. So I was getting a lot of like encouraging messages like that too. And I haven't gotten like any hateful messages in months. Oh, cool. Oh, good. Yeah. We were, we were talking about like with the podcast, all the hate mail came right at the beginning. And it's weird. You'd it's think faded. there would be more because like the, yeah. the following wasn't very big at the time, but like there was just more haters. And now like there's a bigger following, but not a lot of hate comments or hate mail. And like that, yeah. like this is totally makes sense to me. Yeah. But like, I don't know, maybe there's something like if people recognize that something has enough support behind them, they don't attack mm. you on your own turf. It's like, oh, this is your page and your, your yeah. people are here. We're not going to go after you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, or mm -hmm. maybe they, like all the haters just kind of like blew off their steam and then found someone else. Well, it's after. always they're always gonna find someone else to hate on. Yeah. Like usually the spotlight never stays on just one person. You know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is a totally honest question. Do you feel that like hate mail affects you emotionally? Because I think like, I mean, for, for me, initially sometimes. it did because it felt like I was getting bombarded. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, like um, especially because like you know, in the beginning there was somebody on Facebook, like this man that goes by the Muslim realist or some shit. I don't know. They always Weird. try to put like some kind. I mean, they sound like they do the same shit that conservatives do. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. which is like give them give themselves some kind of name that suggests that like they know the truth. You know, like the Muslim realist, the Muslim skeptic or gotcha. whatever, yeah. you know, all that yeah. shit. Yeah. So, you know, this dude, like he screenshotted like me and my pole pose. He would specifically screenshot like the ones of like my legs opening, you know, for like Good. a split. And I'm just like, you have to have seen, you have to have. He went through the whole video yeah. just to find yeah. one moment. Yeah. And I'm just like, what were you doing sitting through my videos? If you think this is like, you know, so indecent, you right. know, um, like you were looking right. really closely yeah yeah so i'm just like i'm like God. so you're so you're getting the ones of me with my legs open and specifically that was overwhelming because it was my first time experiencing that and then in like psychologically it makes you feel like there's a threat when there isn't sometimes because 
it's just so in your face and it kind of feels like a threat. It's like with, with any, with any kind of social media harassment like that, because it feels like they're getting access to you so quickly, it makes you feel like there's a bigger threat than there is. So like psychologically, I mean, it helped that my, that, you know, I have a therapist and, you know, I checked in with her at that time and it helped that like she was, she's been harassed by Muslims as well. So she was basically walking, uh, walking me through it and just remembering that like, that like uh, your brain is going to kind of tell you that this is a threat because it's right in your face. But you know, she just kind of reminded me that like, okay, if they don't really know who I am, then they don't deserve that kind of access. So Mm -hmm. that that really helped because it was daunting in the beginning, because again, I just wasn't prepared to get all this attention suddenly. So so there was that but I mean, you know, with time, like the experience just kind of made me discern where I need to get my attention to and when I just move on and block. That seems healthy. Right. And it's, it's cool because through your page, I've also like, I guess maybe through your stories, things like that, I've followed some other really cool pole dancers. And like through your page, I'm seeing some really cool connections. Um, and yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad it's gotten to that point. Yeah. You know, and you, yeah. you kind of learn that like these people that go after you, like you're not very smart, like the same Muslim realist <laughs> yeah. dude, like when, when he learned that, like, you know, his initial post when he was, when it sounded like he was making threats at me. Um, and people warned him he got scared and would edit his post and he keep editing and editing it and it's just like he does he's just just, he's just not very smart because it's like every single time he made those edits it's saved if you just go to edit history so you can still see yeah you could still see what he said in the very beginning and I would screenshot it every single time so I'm just like you know these people that will go after me they're not very intelligent you know, they don't right. know how to cover their tracks. And I'm just like, okay, if you want to be a liability like that, that's fine. You know, like you're setting it up very yeah. easily. Yeah. 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 Um, and, it, it is good yeah. to hear that, like, aside from the various Lola bros of the internet, like, you haven't encountered a lot of, like, hater resistance in the actual poll community, though. Oh, no. Poll is the most supportive community I've that's been awesome. in. Like, you know, with me getting, that's like, great. COVID, like, my, yeah, my poll instructor, like, dropped off groceries and stuff for me and flowers and stuff. So, like, you know, everybody's That's super awesome. supportive and I feel, yeah, and I feel like with pole, it's different from like, like, let's say ballet, gymnastics and everything because I feel like, and even with swimming, because it's like those sports are all very like accepted, you know, they're, they're all very acceptable. There's really nothing taboo about any of it. Mm-hmm. So with those kind of more mainstream sports, like people will kind of, um, it's, it's a lot easier to kind of step on each other because it's like, well. You know, if you're already type A, if you're already kind of a person that is like chasing after a certain image or mm-hmm. chasing after a kind of perfection, you're very well wel- welcomed in those spaces. You know, there's not really any room for deviance in those. And I kind of feel like with pole, because its origins and because of its influence is already inherently yeah. like deviant. Yeah. Right. Right. Because, you know, because strippers are the ones who have like shaped it, mm-hmm. which is great, you know, but it's just like. Again, there's a taboo there. So you kind of already have to be a secure person, you know, to like end up in pole, you know, um, and and be okay with people criticizing you and stuff, you know. Um, so you already have a pretty secure group of people joining pole. And because you, you know, because they're, they feel secure um, amidst all this taboo with like exotic dance, with sex work and so on, mm-hmm. right? It, a secure person is not going to try to like, you know, go after you just because you you appear different good point that's awesome 
Uh, I'm always, or not always, um, I was on class fast too. Um, <laughs> me and I was too. like definitely thinking about trying out some pole classes like right before the pandemic started. And yeah, now I, I guess it's not it. the best time. Um, but how are you keeping mm. up with it during I mean, the I pandemic? had my, my own pole in, at home and, you know, oh, yeah. um, for us, like um, we do have the studio open uh, for rentals for like only groups of like six people or less. Okay. Cool. Um, so there's that, and you know, because I have my pole at home, I'll still do like instruction, like with my with my pole instructors. There's also like online classes and stuff. So there's there's still ways for me to like keep up, and yeah. I feel like since the pandemic started, like that's when my progress really started going because like I had my home pole and also like. I, I don't have the option for swimming to be my main sport right now because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, the pool time is very limited. So, so pole became my main thing. It looks really, I don't know, I was thinking about trying pole at some point because it, it looks like something that's better suited to have at home. Like I do aerial silks and it's just not, it doesn't There's translate. There's not enough ceiling space. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't translate well to like a in-home space and that's really affected me like I guess I didn't realize just how much it's affected me like even emotionally to lose that Mm. this year because I'm realizing just how much joy I found in um, the aerial studio and I feel like I don't know maybe pole would be really cool way to um, maybe get a similar yeah yeah kind of like a similar feeling and then also have that adaptability in the home um, that yeah, I'm, I'm not quite finding with the rig that I have. I'm really happy to have this rig, but it's just like doesn't give you the same. I kind of wonder um, if it would be possible to just like start like be a beginner working on Zoom though. That seems a lot harder than yeah, I like, know. being someone who's already like familiar with the apparatus. Yeah, well, I mean they, they do have like done it yet, yeah. But I mean pole dancers, even with beginners, like they struggle as because you know I have my stage pole. It's meant for like you know, higher ceilings, but I mean, just for the regular tension pole where it's meant for regular ceilings, like people also struggle with lack of height, right? Because the studio pole is usually 14 feet and, you know, the ones that like at home are like nine feet. Um, So there's that. Probably similar Mm -hmm. issues. Yeah. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to look at our ceiling, see how high it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Our ceilings are not quite that high enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad. Yeah. I'm glad you got the at home. I feel like Mm -hmm. that was good timing too Um, yeah right before the pandemic yeah I got very lucky yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's about the time actually it was because you were talking about getting a pole and I was like maybe I should get an aerial rig and around that same time I got one and that was excellent timing oh yeah yeah no yeah yeah. I I saw that um yeah like even um you know even uh like expo uh sells the like what they sell the aerial rigs as well yeah that's what i got that's where i got it and that's been really nice to have even though i know it's not the full experience but it's been helpful for not totally losing all upper body strength that's specific yeah but it's not it's not the same as like you know when when you have aerial like in uh what do you call it like in uh in the studio yeah yeah you don't have the height to do any drops or anything mm-hmm. or yeah. or even like climbing i mean in this space you climb one step and you're at the ceiling <laughs> and that was such a part of the that was like the cardio element of yeah um, climbing all the way up yeah was climbing all the way up you got like like one mm-hmm. yeah. Did it. Yeah. yeah you got so and so i'm losing some endurance in that way um mm-hmm. but Hopefully next year will be different. <laughs> mm, yeah. If people 
follow things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I guess I have oh, I have two related questions. Um, I guess you mm-hmm. touched on this uh, earlier, but, like, what are the, like, top misconceptions about pole that you wish people kind of um, cleared up? Well, that, you know, it's okay to embrace pole without, like, there's never a reason to put down strippers. Like, I mm-hmm. see some people, be, a, a misconception that it's like, you know, it's a it's a bad thing that it was shaped by strippers and continues yeah. to continues to be influenced by strippers. Like, like this is not, I, I feel like we just kind of, so much of sex work has like influenced our jobs today, you know, where yeah. I'm just like, what's the, like, sex work and stuff has always been around of course it's going to influence like influence the way some of our sports was and stuff i mean the olympics used to be done totally in the nude like does that mean that like we avoid the olympics entirely because you know ethically like or what it, you know or, or the origins don't sit well mm-hmm. with your morals like i kind of feel like you know with pole it's like okay even though i'm not a sex worker and even though i would not do pole for the purposes of stripping right i don't really feel like that's the most like immoral origin to have you know i feel like that's such a thing with like literally all kinds of dance like people like associate dance with sex work and then like sometimes dancers are just so trying to get away from that that it's like becomes very anti-sex work of like oh no i don't do that i'm respectable i don't and it's like yeah okay like you don't need to just because you don't do something and yes it's annoying that people make assumptions that aren't necessarily true but you don't need to like put down sex workers or put down people who do like a more yeah, sexualized I mean, version of dance just to yeah the, the unethical thing that's happened that happens in like clubs and strippers and everything the, un- the unethical shit usually happens because of a male presence you know mm-hmm. and usually it's you know from like the you know they're not the there's not really a union there's not really in in some places there's not a lot of protection in case yeah. like you know in situations where you know um, a stripper gets touched or something like that. So yeah, that's the kind of misconception is just like, you know, is, is people's own uh, own need to feel like they have to separate themselves and say shit like I'm not a stripper and it's just like, you know, like that's fine. Yeah, a, like, yeah. yeah, it's fine if you're not, but you don't like I'm a, like, you know, I'm yeah. I like I'm in nursing. There was a time when when a lot of nurses were largely prostitutes around the time of the war and everything Mm -hmm. you know because they had to recruit people to become nurses and a lot of them they were sex workers as well i think that's just the case with a lot of professions like sex work is has been intertwined with a lot of other kinds of work because yeah that's just um but you know it's like i feel like i mean that's another thing is that like with another misconception is that like you know that being on a pole is inherently sexual you know like um for me it's just like but you know it's it's like with the stuff that i'm doing i don't see anything i mean i don't really do exotic pole mm-hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with exotic pole it's great but it's just not what i do because i'm on a pole it means that i'm doing this to entice or like you know that i'm like trying to be sexual and everything but again that's some that's some shit that like the person who has that view needs to deconstruct on their own because like if you look in like european countries like Russian children do pole all the time and they're very good at it. Like if a person wants to see something as sexual, that's their problem, you mm-hmm. know, because I mean, just like with the U.S., like as soon as they see like a kid on a pole, they start complaining that like, you know, that like uh, that's inappropriate and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, it's um, just a stick. Like, yeah, it, it yeah, doesn't like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've done I've done inverts on like stop sign poles and stuff like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. Was the stop sign okay? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but again, I feel like with a person that in that, that wants to start a poll, I think they have to realize that like it's not their they it's not their job to like make someone unlearn whatever kind of like misconceptions they have about poll and so on. Right. Yeah, and I remember mm-hmm. before you've talked about the just like the hypocrisy that you've been seeing where you'll see these really self-righteous comments and then people those same people slide into your dms and get all creepy oh i feel like that's true about so many things yeah i feel like they get angry that i turn them on and i'm a whore like (laughs) (laughs) how dare you yeah yeah god what things about covid do you wish that people were um acknowledging or respecting more right now that their performative shit with trying to be careful it's not working like that just because you're sanitizing your hands all the time and just because like, you think you're maintaining six feet apart mm-hmm. like or whatever like that's not it's not enough to establish what you think you want to do it's just like i feel like people would just like just learn that it to face some discomfort right now in the name of prevention is going to save a lot of discomfort that is actually going to be experienced in the hospital or by the death of someone close to you. Like, again, I just kind of feel like people don't have any foresight. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good reminder for every, good all of check. us. Like, all mm-hmm. of us, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is this false, like you said, there is this false sense of security from seeing the word negative. There's also, like... I think performative um, is a good way to put it because, mm, like, yeah. I think a lot of... Um, just like extra protocols are being added to make people feel better. Rather yeah, like, than... wi- like wiping down surfaces all the time is not going to help you because this is something that's spread by droplet. Like, again, yeah. I just I just feel like people don't want to give up um, comfort, you know, and yeah. again, like everybody's paying for it now. So do your part. We need to do our part. Only you, Smokey the Bear of COVID says. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So whatever extent you can in your mm. life. <laughs> Yeah. Um, be smart. I mean, people stay people stay in denial in the same dysfunctional ass relationship for years. I don't expect them to be honest with themselves about this shit either. Mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, denial <laughs> denial is powerful. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. in yeah. so many contexts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Can you remind everyone again your Insta handle? Any other way that people can follow you? Um, just go on my Instagram. It's at, it's at hijabi. It's just hijabi luscious. Um, and, and yeah, um, you know, uh, yeah, that's the easiest way to find me. Oh, and I would like to announce that Netta has a really cute new kitten. Oh yeah. He's Uh, a toasty. A toaster strudel. Yeah. He's right here. Hi. He's like a, he's like a little like tiger. Yeah. Like a. His ears are so prominent. <laughs> After my kitten from the same home, like it's he passed like like two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, um, I'm so sorry. You know, so I got him very shortly after um, from the same home because um, I figured like that was the best way to like honor him was to like take another kitten. So yeah. um, so like he's I mean I got him right before I found that I was positive. So yeah, he's been super affectionate and everything. He's very clingy, so it makes the quarantine a lot easier too. Good. Thank but you. um, I think I'm gonna go take a nap now. Yeah. So. yeah. Thank you again so much. Y'all can follow us on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at the Queer Arabs. Our website is thequeerabs.com, and you can reach out to us at thequeerabs at gmail.com. Thanks again, Nita. All right. I'll Thank see you, you later. Bye. Bye.